A Focus Summary of Act Two The nurse tells Nora that her fancy dress for the ball is in want of mending, but we see it is Nora's very life that is coming apart at the seams. As Nora waits in anxiety for the arrival of the letter from Krogstad that will reveal her secret, we get a glimpse of the lengths to which she has been driven by fear. Her strange questions to the nurse about how she was able to put her child out among strangers and what would happen if Nora were to leave her own children suggest she is contemplating something serious. Mrs. Lynde drops by, and Nora asks her for help in mending the dress. When their conversation turns to Dr. Rank, the intimacy of Nora's knowledge about him and the frequency of his visits arouse Mrs. Lynde's suspicion that perhaps he is the rich admirer from whom Nora took the loan. Appalled by the tactlessness of this arrangement, Christine advises Nora to put an end to things with Dr. Rank at once. The suggestion that she would even consider borrowing money from a friend who comes to their house every day first offends Nora, and then puts an idea in her head. She begins dreaming of getting her bond back and tearing it into a hundred thousand pieces. When Torvald comes home, Nora asks Mrs. Lynn to leave them alone together, and she plies him with flattery and affection so that she might persuade him to let Krogstad keep his job. The manner of Torvald's refusal gives us a glimpse into his soul. He says he might be able to overlook Krogstad's moral failings, but, first, Nora's very effort to intercede makes it impossible for him to keep Krogstad on. He refuses to make himself ridiculous before his staff by letting it get around that he has changed his mind at his wife's bidding. And furthermore, Krogstad, with whom he was once on intimate terms, insists on adopting a familiar tone with him. Given the man's compromised reputation, this presumptuousness would be an embarrassment to Torvald at the bank. Torvald is clearly a man deeply concerned, not so much about the reality, but about his reputation, in other people's eyes. In a startling moment of self-assertiveness, of which even she seems unaware, Nora expresses disbelief that Torvald can mean what he says, because, she tells him, it is such a narrow-minded perspective. This provokes Torvald into petty rebellion, and he puts Krogstad's dismissal in the mail at once. Nora begs him to get the letter back, but he refuses, calling her anxiety an insult to him. Then he takes her in his arms, forgives her for her fear, since it is witness to her great love, and assures her that, should anything happen, she will see that he is man enough to take everything upon himself. These last words leave Nora horror-stricken. Recovering herself, she promises him that he will never have to do that. Torvald dismisses it all as wild fancy, tells her to go practice the tambourine for the Tarantella, and returns to his office. But Nora is left bewildered with anxiety, muttering to herself that she will do anything rather than accept his sacrifice. At that moment, the doorbell rings, and she opens the door to Dr. Rank. Rank reveals to Nora that his health is in decline, and tells her frankly that he will probably be dead within the month. He says that he will announce his impending death by sending her a card marked with a black cross. Nora scolds him for being absurd, and assumes with him a carefree, jovial, even flirtatious manner. She speaks coyly about his father's licentiousness, rests her hands on his shoulders, 
declares that death must never take him away from her, tells him he can imagine at the ball that she is dancing all for him, and Torvald too, of course, and gives him an alluring peek at her flesh-colored stockings. Nora has been preparing the ground for the favor that Christine unwittingly suggested she might ask, that Rank give her the money to pay Krogstad off. But her coquetry opens the door for a candid confession from Rank that he is in love with her and would give his life for her sake. When she realizes what she has done, she quickly reverses course. She calls in the lamp to kill the romantic mood and to compel them to look each other in the eye without the reassuring cover of darkness. Rank tells Nora that he has been misled by her eagerness to be in his company, and she replies with an intriguing declaration. She says that there are those one loves best, like Torvald and her father, and others one would almost always rather have as companions, like Rank and the maids. Nora then sends Rank into Torvald, and the maid appears with a calling card from Krogstad. Nora, with dreadful apprehension, tells her to send him in. Krogstad has come to tell her, first, that he will keep her bond in his possession, and that no one other than Torvald will have the slightest hint of it, in case she has been driven to some desperate resolution. It is only then that we discover that the something serious Nora has been contemplating is suicide. Krogstad also informs her that it is not money he is after, but rather the preservation of, and even a promotion in, his job. His job at the bank is his only means of rehabilitating himself, and that is worth much more to him than money. When Nora adamantly refuses to comply with his ultimatum, he tries to frighten her with ghastly images of death, warns her that he is the keeper of her reputation, insists it is her husband who has forced him to resume his ways, and goes out, dropping a letter in the box as he does. When Mrs. Lynde comes back in, Nora is frantic. She tells Christine the truth, that she forged a signature, and asks that if anything happens to her, Christine serve as witness that no one else knew anything about it, and she alone did the whole thing. Then, Nora makes the puzzling statement that a wonderful thing is going to happen, and that it is so terrible. Concerned for Nora's welfare, Christine confesses that there was a time when Krogstad would have done anything for her sake, and she promises to go to him and to ask that he request his letter back unread. Halmer then comes into the room with rank, and Nora pleads with him desperately to put aside all work and help her to prepare for her performance of the Tarantella. The Tarantella is a wild, frenzied dance whose origins can be traced to movement meant to rid someone of the venom from a poisonous spider. So, in both fevered action and symbolic meaning, it fits the situation at which this drama has arrived. Torvald tells Nora that she is dancing as if her life depended on it. And indeed, she is. Mrs. Lynde returns to say that Krogstad has gone out of town and that she left him a note. But Nora replies that she must prevent nothing, adding, mysteriously, again, that it is splendid to wait for a wonderful thing. When Mrs. Lynde leaves, Nora stands alone silently for a moment, and then, after counting the hours until the next midnight, says to herself that she has 31 hours left to live. <laughs>